Well, I am so excited. I heard this message last night. Brenda did a great job, and you are going to be so blessed. Hear the voice of God in her voice today. Give her a warm welcome. Brenda Mitchison. Marty went and got my notebook. I left it home this morning, and I was going to get in the car and go get it because I kind of like my notes, you know. I think I could have done it, but... She just came up and brought it to me just about two minutes ago. <laughs> so thank you, Lord, for notes. So I'm speaking on speaking in tongues, which is a wonderful subject, isn't it? So I'm going to tell my story. I was raised Lutheran, and many of you were probably raised in churches that didn't do the speaking in tongues thing. By the way, I asked Pat to play because I like music in the background. So that's why he's there. Anyway, uh, chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, chapter 12 and chapter 14 are these chapters that talk about the gifts of the Spirit and speaking in tongues. We never mentioned those. We, we didn't talk about that in my Lutheran church. They were a non-subject. And so, and maybe in your church they were also, or maybe in your church they were a bad subject. I don't know. We, it wasn't a bad subject to us. It just was a non-subject. But when I got really good saved in junior college, my first year of junior college, um, and I'd been <clears throat> a Christian all of my life, but I kind of went not very far away in high school. I thought of Jesus as one way to God, and maybe there was all these other ways. But I got good saved in my first year of junior college and so I began to hang out with the Christians instead of my old friends because I it was all new it was my new life serving Jesus and some of us went to a Pentecostal church to you know find out all oh, there's cool things that happen at a Pentecostal church also I read through the Bible I was just talking to someone this morning that said when they got saved they read through the whole Bible and that's what I did, you know, just read it through. And so there was chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians and chapter 14 with these gifts of the Spirit. Anyway, at this Pentecostal service, this lady, this old lady, began to speak in tongues ecstatically in a really high voice. And I was saying last night, it was as if a Martian just walked into the room and started speaking Martian like, I had no idea what she was doing. Like, what on earth is that? And everyone was just standing there being normal. And I waited to the end of the service and ran up to someone and said, What was that? What just happened? And they're like, Oh, that's in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14. And uh, it's speaking in tongues. And then there had been an interpretation, which I didn't know that's what happened. But so... I became open to it, and I, I wanted it, but it fascinated me. It would be as if God was asking me to grow a third arm out of the top of my head, like, how will I do this? How do people do this? Speak through the power of the Spirit these words that I've never spoke before, and then once you get baptized in the Spirit, you can get words of knowledge, you can pray with faith, you can discern spirits. You can interpret and prophesy. Like, how will that be? How will that work? When you're in your natural mind, you know, you're not used to thinking 
the whole the supernatural is going to happen for you. So I was I wanted to in in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 it says He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. Amen. For no one understands him, however in the spirit he speaks mysteries. So I knew I wanted to speak to God in this heavenly language. How was that going to happen? Do we have that little joke that's kind of cute? Dan saw this last night. Dear God, blah, 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 amen. Dear child, I know. I love you. God. That's what speaking in tongues is like. <laughs> Don't you just relate to that? Especially if you're in, in kind of any kind of agony in your life, any kind of hurt or pain or worry. You can go to him and speak in tongues, and it helps. So I knew I wanted to speak mysteries to God. And also in verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 14, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I knew I wanted to be built up in my holy faith, and that this is one of the ways to do it. I wanted to do it. Well, soon... <clears throat> Soon after really getting good saved and reading the Bible and going to that Pentecostal church, my friend and I went to a conference up in Seattle. Some of you have heard this story. And it was a Jesus People conference, and, you know, there was a stage, and there was cameras and lights and lots and lots of young people. And the lady up front said, some of you want to get baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You need to come up here right now. So I said to my friend, we've we got to go up there. We have to go do that. And she was a little more shy than me, but I said, no, 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 we got to do it. So I made her go up with me, and lots of people went up, and we went up there, and I spoke in tongues. As I went, God was gracious to me. He, he made, from about my elbow to my hands, both of my arms were filled with electricity, just buzzing with electricity, and all around my mouth. And it wasn't something I was doing because I was excited. It was the Holy Spirit. So I thank God that he did that because it was a manifestation to me that said, you're doing the right thing and I'm right here with you. That doesn't happen to everybody, but he was gracious to me. And I spoke in tongues a few little syllables in, in a kind of ecstasy with God. And I was very happy about getting started with that gift. And um, sometimes when you get started, you have to know, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting over a cold. Praise God, I can talk. But... You use your vocal cords and your tongue and your lips, and you make sounds. You make sounds unto the Lord. Dan sometimes prays with people, and let's just pray in the spirit. Let's just pray in words that we know. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Focus on the Holy Spirit. Now, when I say stop, we're gonna, you're going to um, no more speaking in words, but speak what you sense. And, and mostly people will do it. They'll quit speaking in English, and they'll start sputtering and try it, and they'll do it. Uh, one lady, <clears throat> my friend last night, was saying for about a month when people would sing in the spirit, I would, I would want to, but I'd feel like I was choking, and I kept feeling like I was choking. And I finally went ahead and busted loose. But I feel like sometimes we just have to get over ourselves and bust loose and speak in tongues and at the beginning usually it's pretty simplistic and I know that even our soul or the enemy can say you just did that that was dumb that's not real but it is real don't let anyone talk you out of it 
just keep going and tr get more syllables, more sounds, and it becomes a flowing language, and it's a wonderful gift you don't want to miss out on. Okay, I want to read a little story. This was a middle school teacher. She says, I had a middle school student who was just coming unraveled in every way today. He walked up to me and said, today just isn't so good. I sighed. I looked him in the eye and said, can I give you a one-minute hug? Now, I just want to give a disclaimer. I know if this was a male middle school teacher and it was a young middle school girl, it wouldn't be appropriate to give her a one-minute hug. We have, to, we have to know that. So, But this is the story, and I think she's probably a mother figure, and he felt safe with her. It's just saying that. He shrugged and said, I guess. I said, you have to commit for the whole minute. Can you do that? He said, I guess. So the hug began. At 20 seconds, I always watch the clock, he whispered, why one minute? I whispered back, so my heart can talk to yours. By 30 seconds, his squeeze tightened, and by 45 seconds, his head was on my shoulder. At 60 seconds, I said, you made it. He didn't move. Ten more seconds passed, and I said, it's time. He said, thanks for talking to my heart, looked at me in the eye and half smiled. Who knows what tomorrow will bring, but today that child was loved, if only for 70 seconds. Now that's a sweet story, but I think that's what speaking in tongues is like, because it's not with the understanding, it's with the spirit. It's spirit to spirit. It's my heart talking to God's heart. It's his heart talking back to my heart. It's a, it's a mystery. It's a miracle. And we don't want to miss it. And so uh, just think of that picture. I really like that picture. All right. This is a, a quote from Garris Elkins. You guys, many of you know him. He used to pastor Living Waters Church. He's a speaker and a writer, wonderful guy. He does stuff on Facebook constantly, prophetic things. And he wrote this. I remember when I first heard hundreds of believers singing together in the spirit. I had never heard such a beautiful sound before, heavenly sound. It was beautiful. Up to that time, I had attended concerts in various world-class venues. None of them came close to the sound of voices blending together under the inspiration of the spirit. When I was present in a larger gathering, when a corporate song in the spirit took place, it was like a soft spiritual bomb went off, creating a crater of peace in the meeting. Many of us have been there and heard that, that kind of beautiful sound. Hell and hellish plans were pushed back. A sweet pause filled the room after the song ended. In the pause, anticipation filled our hearts anticipation that something beyond us is among us we need another Pentecost <laughs> we're gonna do that right now we're gonna sing in the spirit Pat's playing maybe a couple minutes even uh, no one needs to be embarrassed if you want to just listen you can listen but I invite you to participate and afterwards I am I am hoping for no more than two two prophetic words you need to come up here and use the mic and stand here but the Apostle Paul tells us that when we 
are all together, if we're all speaking in tongues, people might think you're crazy. So it is possible when you sing in the spirit like that to look for an interpretation or a picture, a visual thing, because then we're all edified in another way. Even though we're edified by the beauty of it, there's an edification that comes through the prophetic interpretation. So right now, nobody be embarrassed. I'm going to sing in the spirit. We're all going to sing in the spirit if you want to or just listen. Let it be heart to heart. And then a couple of you, no more than two, get right up here. And there's going to be prophetic words, and I don't want them to be too long. <laughs> and I can say that because I have the mic. <laughs> okay, here we go. Sounds beautiful, very beautiful. What's Very beautiful, very beautiful. I'm going to let Nathan speak. He feels an anointing. And if there's one more, come right up here. So I saw a vision right before we switched to the speaking. A vision of the children of Israel marching around Jericho and they were silent. God was building anticipation. He was building faith every time they walked around. God is giving us this city. God is giving us this city. God is giving us this city. And it built up, and it built up, and it built up, and it built up, and then they released a shout. And when they released this shout, it was a shout of faith. And God gave them the city. my blessings come into my presence come into my beauty come into my glory I am inviting you 
to come in. This is one way to enter in, to speak in the spirit, to sing in the spirit. I'm inviting you to come into a place where all of the pleasures that I have to give you dwell. Come in, come in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise God. That was fun, wasn't it? Woo. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're showing up here today, Lord Jesus, and we're letting you speak from our, your heart to our heart. We're receiving all you have, Lord. He's still doing stuff. As you're listening, God is doing stuff. So get your spiritual antenna up and listen. Tune in. Now, I want to talk about the Apostle Paul right now. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18, he said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. I love that that's in the Bible. I love that he said that. He's not bragging. It's like, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. Now, I want to talk about that a little bit as we think about speaking in tongues. In Galatians 1, 11 through 17, this is quite a bit of scripture, but he says, I but I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. He did not run up to somebody and, hey, 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 tell me what's going on, after he got saved on the road to Damascus. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. He was totally dangerous. He totally was after the church, hated it, wanted to destroy it, didn't mind if they died. He was out to get them. Stop this thing. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. So he's a prodigy. He's advancing way beyond he's very very smart you can tell from the writings in the new testament that he did he's brilliant but he was steeped in judaism he was steeped into it he was a pharisee which is do this don't do that say these kinds of things don't say those kinds of things eat this don't eat that talk to these kind of people don't talk to those kind of people fast this way give this way pray this way way don't do it this way and it was the oral traditions of men plus the Torah. I mean, he just had la, 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 la. And he says he was, according to the righteousness of a Pharisee, of the law, he was blameless. He did it all perfect. Okay, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son to me that I might preach him among the Gentiles, which also wasn't done. That was not done. You didn't preach to the Gentiles. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. He was probably in Arabia around three years. He was in the desert, basically, in isolation, communing with God. And you know, one of the verses in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15, it says, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with understanding. So I can picture the Apostle Paul praying, 
you know, dear God, da, 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 show me, guide me, kind of like Psalm 119, you know, show me your ways, teach me your precepts, make me to follow you, Lord, those kinds of prayers, but also praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, because he said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. So he went there into the desert, and there was no one else who could do this. No one else knew exactly what was going on. But he, listening to God, figured out for us this new covenant. He wrote about half of the books of the New Testament so that we can figure out why was there the cross? Why was there the death and resurrection on the third day? What, what is our inheritance in this earth? What is our inheritance in heaven? How are we supposed to act? Uh, what about all these promises and prophecies in the Old Testament? How do they point to this Messiah? All of those things. No one else had written it. No one else had given it to us and made the systematic theology that he was able to make in the wonderful books of the New Testament. It's like the Gospels, they are, a, I, you know, eyewitness. This is what we saw. Even the book of Acts, this is what we saw. Paul wrote, this is what we get. This is who our Savior is. This is the new covenant of grace. We are no longer all of, under all of this stuff I had to do. We're under grace. So that came, I believe, greatly through the gift of speaking in tongues because it was a divine revelation to him. I don't think he just sat and figured it out. I think it was a divine revelation. We know he was smart because in Acts 26, 24, uh, it says, at this point, Festus interrupted Paul's defense and said, you're out of your mind, Paul, he shouted. Your great learning is driving you insane. You know, your great study is making you crazy because he was a scholar. He was a brilliant man, and it was known. I want to read this verse, too, 1 Corinthians 2, 4. My me this is Paul. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of what? The Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. So not only was he brilliant and filled with the Spirit, and able to write out these things for us systematically. He walked in power so that he could come into Corinth and preach to them the gospel and people were healed and things happened. Many things happened to show them the power of God. That doesn't just always come easily. I think sometimes we just need to really spend time in God's presence to walk in that kind of anointing. Now God can drop in a miracle on the even a new beginner Christian, obviously he can do that and, and they can, you know, see wonderful things happen. But to consistently get in his presence, heart to heart, speaking in tongues and worshiping. And he had, you know, the books of the Bible that he did have up to that point. But uh, this one gift, I think, really, really helped him. And he said, I'm glad I speak in tongues a lot. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit before we're done. The last verse of chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, talks about the gifts. We all have gifts. David preached on this. Jeremiah preached on this. Dan's been preaching on it. Did Marty? Marty preached on all of them. 
she did that being asked to preach that night. <laughs> she preached the next day. Awesome, Marty. Awesome. That more. Oh, she was asked that morning. <laughs> That's our Marty. I, just, I say she's a preaching machine. She got up and preached with two hours notice on all of the gifts of the Spirit. Anyway, in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 are all these verses and wisdom about the gifts of the Spirit. So what's in between them? 1 Corinthians 13, what do we call that? The love chapter. The last verse of 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31 says, And yet I will show you a more excellent way. I will show you a better way. A more excellent way so even if you have all this giftedness and you're not showing love I'm gonna read this in a second it's nothing but if you're walking in love consistently walking in the love of God because you hang out with him and you love him and you see other people doing these amazing things and you might think wow I don't have that anointing at least I don't think I do you know it's a more excellent way if we're walking in love. So never feel bad about being a loving and kind person in the power of the Spirit. So just think about this. 1 Corinthians 13, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. You know, that's not good. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. <laughs> this chapter can blow all these gifts right out of the water if we don't do it in the anointing of the Spirit, of His love. Now, how could we do that? We could be like, I prophesied that before anyone else. I know I did. Or, I know you all prayed for that healing, but I'm pretty sure it was my prayer that, you know, brought the miracle. I'm being silly. But, you know, I've been praying that for 25 years, and you just started praying it. We, we went out to do evangelism. Well, how many did you save? Ten? Oh, well, I saved 15. I mean, stupid, right? We don't actually talk like that. But we could get that way with these wonderful gifts. Chapter 12, chapter 14. Ooh, I want to do that. Ooh, I want to be the person that said that. Wow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to excel in those gifts. We can get carnal. We just can. So right in the middle, the Holy Spirit put this chapter. Paul says a more excellent way. Be loving, be loving. Again, it says, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Oh, I gave more than everybody else. Oh, I, I gave so much. I don't know about you, but I did. And though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. So anyway, this whole chapter on love, it suffers long. It doesn't hold a record of wrongs. It believes all good things, <clears throat> does not rejoice in evil. Love never fails. Prophecies will fail. We prophesy in part. We know in part. Then when the Lord comes on that day, we will know perfectly. We will know and see perfectly. Hallelujah. 
So that must always be emphasized between these two chapters on the gifts of the Spirit because we love them. We love operating in the gifts of the Spirit. There are churches that just feel like, Holy Spirit, you're too scary, you're too confusing, just stay over there and we're going to read the Word and we're going to be okay right here with the Word. But we're not, we want all He's got. All He's got. We want to see divine healings. We want to see works of faith, works of of the miraculous. We want to see discerning of spirits. We want to walk in those things. We want to have the prophetic and mature prophecy and interpretation. We want all the gifts. We want words of knowledge, words of wisdom. We want all that God has. We want the Holy Spirit. So I praise God for that. In closing, um, you know, Jude is just one chapter, the book of Jude. So Jude 20, 21 says, but you, beloved, you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. He's encouraging them, not praying in the understanding per se, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. That's what we want. That's what we pray for. I'm wondering if I have any other thoughts before I close. Dan and I are going to pray for people up here. Last night we had a couple people uh, encouraged in their gift and one new tongue speaker she did it good and she did it and she wasn't doing it and she wanted to try and be in the spirit and Dan helped her and she did it and it flowed and he kept saying that's it that's it you're doing it It it's very sweet it's very precious so if anyone wants a fresh anointing on that we're going to do that over here do you want to say anything and then Marty they're good you want to finish up back to you Pastor Dan <laughs> I think I'm I'm just talking at this point. <laughs> Thank you, Brenda. Well done. I'm going to take just a few minutes to highlight a couple things, but Tina, come up and tell us about what's going on this afternoon um, at the, uh, what time that is, it's for a right to life demonstration, don't bring your own signs, they have signs for you there if you want to participate, what's that about? Read my mind. Um, So Life Chain, it's called Life Chain, it's been going on since 1987 and it's in cities, right here? Okay. (laughs) Um, Cities all across the nation and it's just a prayerful silent prayerful time where we're just standing like six feet apart they came up with six feet before the covid shutdown thing um and just you know with the demonstration with these signs saying like you know jesus loves children abortion hurts women whatever um and just praying and they provide the signs for you and it's at biddle and mcandrews intersection and you park in the northeast corner by Blue Sky Plaza. Um, there's El Tapatio is the Mexican place there. It's 2.30 to 4 o'clock today. And I went to a...
pro-abortion um, protest yesterday to give them some other information. And there were about 150 people there. Terrible. Um, and I would love to see a bigger turnout here just to you know, thank God for what he's doing and pray for more with changing the laws and everything. So you're all invited. You don't need to bring anything, and they'll have signs for you there. Amen. 2.30. Brenda said that when she came to Christ, she was just open to the Holy Spirit. She read the Bible. Do you know if you read the Bible, just read the Bible as through the eyes of what it would be like to read the Bible as a brand new Christian, you would never come to the conclusion that the miracle stopped when, uh, when John wrote the last word of the book of Revelation. You would never come to that conclusion. That is something that's been imposed on the church over the years. It's been a tragic mistake. And it's robbed people of blessing. In Acts 2, they all spoke in tongues. I know the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, when that which is perfect has come, and that which is imperfect will, will be done, will pass away. But that's not talking about the Bible. The Bible's perfect, sure. But that's talking about Jesus coming. That's Jesus coming back. You would never come to that theology if you weren't taught it by people that are really missing it. So I want to be kind but firm about that. And also the word all is huge. Remember Jesus said, drink from it, all of you. He even included Judas in that invitation to repent in the moment. And in Acts 2, when they all spoke in tongues, said they all. Well, I don't have the gift. It's not Some people have this gift, some that gift. Well, that's a public gift of giving a message that's with an interpretation as what happened today. You know, Brenda, if, if you would have had three people share, I would have got up and shared what I felt. It was an expression very, very similar to Marty's. But it was like, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they love what Brenda's talking about. It's a window into blessing. Angels long to look into these things. And what you guys are singing in the spirit, singing in tongues, in heaven you can do a revisit of what happened here and you'll hear what you were saying in the, in the voices and sounds of heaven and you'll be so happy you did that. It was so awesome. God sees things different, doesn't he? Let's stand up. It could be that you need a refresh. Your prayer language has got a little bit dry. You want a refresh and a, and a power surge. It could be that, you've, that you have uh, uh, tried, you've had prayer. It's never happened for you before. I tell you, today is your day. The truth is setting you free today. And, and the word all is for you today. You get it. It's going to happen for you today. You want it. What are the prerequisites? Well, you have to uh, you have to be born again. You have to be filled with the Spirit. They were all everybody that spoke in tongues in the Bible, born again, filled with the Spirit. You have to ask God to fill you with the Spirit, and uh, you have to want to do it. Even if the want to is well, my flesh doesn't want to, but I want to align myself with Your will, God. <laughs> That's a want to. That's close enough. And then lastly, you have to make a noise. God's not going to come down and wiggle your tongue. You have to you have to make the noise. God will, you start making the noise and praise to Him. He will intercept it and turn it into a, a miraculous language of angels. 
unto him. Don't panic if you if uh, you you've uh, ex, ex, have trouble experiencing in a group. If you miss out on the opportunity, I think everybody that comes forward is going to experience a, a, a powerful experience of this wonderful gift. But if you don't come forward, and you can just go ahead and go ahead and do what I did. I went out on a night walk in a field and God visited me and I spoke in tongues and it was beautiful. It was an intimacy with God. I would encourage you to do both. <laughs> come forward. You want need a refresh? Come forward. Right up here on this side, Marty's team are going to get ready to minister prophetically on this side, but Brent and I are going to pray for everybody that wants a refresh or wants to get started in this gift on this side. Let's have a, a short prayer. Father, we praise you for your mercy and kindness and affection. You are the most amazing dad imaginable. You have stirred our hearts to love you. We thank you for this time together in, in the spirit and in the word and in, the, in worship. What a great time in the music and praise. You have refreshed us and we love you. We declare over all of us safety and good health, answered prayer, divine appointments, financial favor, and an ever-increasing personal revelation of heaven's affection and love for, for us. In Jesus Christ's name, everybody said? Amen. We love you. God loves you. Have a great rest of your week. Come on up on this side for prayer for the gift.